0: Welcome to this episode of the SDA Podcast. I'm Russ and in this installment we're going to be talking to our head of IT and one of the employers of our apprentices, Ben. Hello. Hi Ben. So you're going to talk to us today about your approach as a manager, recruiting and working with apprentices in your team. So I guess the first thing to do is to set the scene and tell us a little bit about you and your job role.
1: Yeah, so I guess like you said there, I'm, I'm the head of IT, so ultimately responsible for um, well, all things IT really. <laughs> so service devices, software services, network comms, policy and governance and uh, a bit of disaster recovery and business continuity thrown in for good measure.
0: Excellent. A lot of which has been used over the last um, couple of years within keeping us all on our toes. And, and in, a, in an era as well where tech's gone from being something that sits in a business to being one of the core components and actually standing out now as a core component within keeping business continuity going.
1: Yeah, absolutely, yeah, I think it's, yes, it's it's certainly uh, been a bit of a showcase for uh, for IT
0: teams across the globe, really, yeah. It's it's been a challenge. Um, So what I wanna ask first of all is you've got a couple of apprentices and you've had apprentices, um, so just tell us about how you use them within your team. Yeah, so I mean, traditionally,
1: the way I've kind of always dealt with apprentices is it's kind of like to build like a, a first line sort of function, you know, like service desk, first line support. Um, so, you know, being the people that pick up the phone, that pick up the tickets and do that kind of init- initial sort of diagnosis of problems, um, you know, doing the information gathering and the sort of liaising with the customer and all that kind of stuff. Um, just to kind of get them into the world of IT really, give them that kind of sort of, you know, the, the grounding sort of bed of, of knowledge to kind of, go from go wherever they want from there and um, a lot of them then will sort of move up to second line roles or you know sort of more specialist kind of technical roles um, but yeah it just gives them that kind of a, a real sort of rounded view of, of IT and what kind of problems we, we, we kind of deal with really
0: so bringing them in first level real entry stuff building their skills in that role and then obviously progression must be brilliant for a, as, a, as a manager because they know the processes they know the business and they know how to operate
1: yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah. Once they've done his first line for a, a year or two, um, exactly that. You know, they they have usually got a thirst to kind of progress and, and move forwards. Um, you know, they'll have seen some second line people doing some more sort of uh, interesting bits and bats and and you know, it's tends to spark their interest and they want to get involved and, and kind of move up and, and move forward. And like you say, they, they've got some knowledge of the business. They know how we operate. They know sort of you know what department does what and, and who's who and all that kind yeah. of stuff. That that takes you a while to kind of pick up whenever you move whenever you move around businesses.
0: You, you also tend to find that if they've come in at that entry level, they, they, they've got a whole gambit of the industry looking at them in IT support. But then they get to kind of go, well actually I really like cyber security, so I'm going to go off and do cyber security or I'm going to go off and do network, networking. Uh, not turning this into a sales pitch, but we do offer cyber security <laughs> and we offer level 4 network engineer. Um, but bringing them in on maybe a Level 3 ICT allows them to settle in and gain those skills and then, yeah, find their little niche and go from there?
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously it depends on the team size. Um, You know, if you've got a bigger team with with those kind of roles and and specialist areas and and gaps in the teams, then, yeah, absolutely, it it can work really well. Um, I've always been quite a a strong believer in developing your own talent rather than buying it in. I think, you know, if you've got people that have got a bit of a desire to learn and, and want to kind of, you know, go off into one particular direction, if you're able to support that, then, you know, absolutely, why
0: not? Fair enough, yeah. And like I say, also, you've got that like, that personal side with them, and, and then you know where their strengths and, and weaknesses are, as they do, and then it becomes much more of a uh, collaborative progression, I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, if it, you know, it, it keeps them interested in the company, they yeah. they can see where they want to go, they've got that pro- progression path there and yeah I think it's you know it's something that's that's really really positive to support.
0: Brilliant so when you're looking at recruiting an apprentice uh, or a new person into the industry what what kind of skills are you looking for?
1: Um, so yeah it's it's a little bit different recruiting apprentices to the kind of y- your traditional recruitment and um, ordinarily you know you'd look through CVs you look for specific skill sets for experience in you know certain areas um, with apprentices the vast majority of them tend to have come straight out of school or college. Um, so often you won't have any experience or any mm-hmm. kind of, you know, skill sets in, in sort of in industry. Um, so you've got to look for a different, a different kind of set of, of, of requirements really. Um, most of them are kind of like personal sort of soft skills, um, you know sort of ability to communicate is a real key one and yeah if they're coming in a first line role a lot of what they're going to be doing is speaking <laughs> to end users yeah. speaking to the second line people to escalate stuff there's a lot of talking and communicating between different people there so the ability to actually talk to people is, is a real positive um if you've got users that are coming in with a problem you want somebody who can be able to actually speak to that user and get the detail yeah. get the information get the reproduction steps and you know, find out what they were doing to, to actually end up in this
0: situation. There's a plug for functional skills there, but we, it's not a sales pitch. <laughs> <laughs> not a sales
1: pitch. Um, so yeah, communication is a real good one. Um, you'll often see a bit of a, a bit of a natural sort of ability to do problem solving um, mm-hmm. a sort of a, a logical kind of mindset um computers are in the, the the binary things the ones or the zeros you know either it is or it isn't yeah um so just that kind of ability to go well if it's not that then it must be this or it must be that you know it's just that kind of step by step problem solving
0: um which, so it's, it's that divide and conquer that i always uh, i ignored when i was at uni for the first year ignored my lecture with this break it down into its parts and by tackling each part you're naturally going to fix the problem
1: um, yeah yeah absolutely yeah yeah there's some people tend to have a, a, a tendency to kind of see it as a problem, or just sort of they'll they'll just view it as this mountain of, of an issue, and oh, I Run
0: can't Run around possibly. arms. Yeah, in the air. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I can't possibly <laughs> tackle this,
1: but yeah, like I say, break it down, and well, it's like the old the old BBC thing and it bite-sized revision, put it yeah. in sort of chunks. It's that kind of uh, kind of view, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it's, ma- it's it's massively important, and I suppose problem solving is one that it can be developed, and it, it, it but it takes experience. I think so. For an apprentice, not to think, oh, I've got to have perfect problem solving skills, but be willing to learn those skills as you go through.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but but I'm a strong believer in. That kind of logical mindset from the from the beginning yeah. is, is, is a real sort of a winner. And if you don't have that logical mindset, then uh, yeah, maybe maybe one of our level three ICT <laughs> courses is not for you. <laughs> it's
0: not a sales pitch. Um, okay, so I think we've looked at, we're talking about some some of the skills. There's some soft skills and some hard skills in there. What about knowledge? What would you like somebody to join your team already knowing?
1: Uh, I mean, if they can join knowing Windows Server and knowing, you know, networking end-to-end and, and all that kind <laughs> of stuff, 365, cloud, brilliant, mm-hmm. yeah, jump on board. <laughs> um, but Not yeah, an I mean, apprentice, but yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, most most people coming in at apprentice level, um, their their kind of experience will be very much, you know, in, in the kind of client um, machine yeah. um, sort of area, you know, a, a, a desktop computer at home running Windows, um, you know, client editions of Windows, like Windows 7, 10 or 11, um, or you know, for sure, me age, going back to Vista, XP, ME, ninety-five, <laughs> etc.
0: I remember three point one, so don't start that one. Oh yeah, that's where <laughs> I got started as well. Yeah, back in the day.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, um, client versions of Windows. Um. You know, they might have taken a PC apart at home, replaced components, and done little mm-hmm. upgrades and that kind of stuff. Um, so I guess, you know, a bit, of, a bit of an understanding of sort of performance and, and kind of bottlenecks and that kind of, kind of stuff it's as well.
0: Very much foundation skills. You, you, they can name a processor. They can understand kind of what a processor does. But not massively being able to explain it in great detail because, again, that would come from the apprenticeship. But knowing that, that if you're putting a component in and it's made that noise, it's probably not gone in well or it has maybe.
1: So, yeah, 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 just that basic understanding, yeah. Absolutely.
0: Cool. So, thinking about an individual, so let's say sixteen, you said sixteen to eighteen, they're coming out of college, maybe out of school. um, They've got this love for technology, shiny blinky lights, and and all that. I mean, like you put me in a in a in a server room with lots of flashing servers, and I'm I'm happy. I'll sit there and watch them for days. And (laughs) but having that appreciation of technology and understanding what it can do, um, but also knowing what you want to do with it and kind of develop a, that love a bit further for, for tech because we I think we all start, I call it a bit like getting your nerd on, when you get into an Apple fanboys like this and Google Google boys, we all, we all kind of look at it and go, oh man, Google's new toy. If you've got that, I suppose that's a really good starting point. Um, but thinking about behaviours from the learner, so developing on from that, oh yeah, I just like the fact that it flashes. What kind of behaviours and attitudes do you look for in someone you're looking to recruit as an apprentice?
1: Yeah, so I guess, like you say, you, you tend to find that kind of natural little spark there and that, you know, that appreciation for, for shiny, flashy things. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that thirst that comes with it is, is one of the key things. So, you know, that willingness to learn, that appetite to sort of, you know, pick up new skills and, and learn learn more about technologies um, is really important. You know, you don't want somebody that's going to come in with an arrogance from day one and think, well, actually, I know all this, you know, I've, I've, I've told yeah. my computer apart at home, therefore I know computers. Um, that's that's not going to get you anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to appreciate that, you know, you're doing an apprenticeship for a reason, you know, you've got a big, um, you know, a year or two potentially of coursework to go through and, and things to learn. And, you're on the start of a journey, essentially. Um, so yeah, accept that and, and embrace it, and you know, just have that real sort of thirst and appetite to pick stuff up.
0: So that that willing to learn, willingness to learn, then for somebody who's coming out of school or college straight into the world of work, it it, it seems like the balance is more have an appreciation and a love for technology, but don't don't think you've got to be the wizard and know it all actually just be willing to accept that you don't know it all and, and want to learn and want to push yourself forward to, 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 to gain that knowledge?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, you know, I've been in the industry now for well, 10, 12 years, something like that. Um, and I don't know everything. I don't yeah. think anyone gets to the point where you do, there's always new stuff to pick up. Oh, as soon as learn. you know
0: it, they change it. <laughs> well, absolutely, yeah. It's,
1: it's a never changing the industry. There's, yeah. you know, there's new updates and new versions of stuff coming out all the time, new technologies, different ways of doing things. It's, it's constantly changing, so... Yeah, you, you very much need to accept that you know, there's always going to be somebody that knows more than you, yeah. um, and, I, and they're people to learn
0: from. Yeah, and as someone who, who, who looks after the curriculum for SDO and, SDO and is writing the courses and working with employers, we're, we're reviewing it every few weeks and going, well, that's now slightly out of date, so we need to replace it. Let's bring this new technique and tool in, um, because we've got to make sure that we're delivering the right stuff and we're delivering it uh, and supporting that learner desire. So what I just want to kind of head towards the end of this uh, uh, and finish with is um, how does recruiting an apprentice with that desire and that want to learn, how does that re- benefit you, your team, and p- perhaps Stio as a, as a wider business?
1: Yeah, so I mean, it's, you know, one of the one of the main things, it, it brings some fresh blood in. Um, you know, people with, with like I said, an appetite to learn and to question and to sort of prod and poke and say well what's this and why does why is this set up like this and why does this work like that and how does this yeah. work and, and you know questioning is is, is quite good because often it will pick up on things Well, actually we've, we've done it this way for years. So that years. willingness
0: to go I really understand what you're doing but why don't we do it this way because actually in my head that makes more sense. Yeah and you'd yeah. like
1: to say that there's a lot of places where you do things for a certain you know you do things a certain way just because you've always done it that way. Yeah you know, we've done this for years. And actually, yeah, like you said, why do we do it like that? You know, why don't we try something new? Mm-hmm. Um, so that can be really positive. Um, it's also quite good for um, almost like showcasing the more experienced members of the team, giving them somebody to kind of, you know, show their talents to. So and, mentoring. And, yeah, and yeah, leaders, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So they, they've picked up certain things over the years, maybe haven't actually realised how far they've come, and they get somebody fresh in the team and they can sit down with them and, you know, teach them everything it was then to know about IT. It gives them that kind of almost that reassurance that, that they've actually brought on their skill set quite yeah.
0: far. And I suppose as well, if you're if sort of apprentices come in, they're new, they're, they're new to the industry, new to the business, and one of the senior team that also then helps them start to think about well, where do I want to progress my career? Do I want to look maybe at, at management and leadership or or, or or something else? So that that's um, yeah, that's another side actually, which I don't think a lot of people think about having a a mentor and having that that uh team support behind them so the last question i'm going to ask um is really simply thinking about all all of our thousands and millions of listeners out there on on various (laughs) podcast channels um thinking about what they're thinking they're looking at in terms of their future as possible apprentices um what hints and tips would you give a new apprentice as they're preparing for their career in in it support and technician roles yeah, I think I think
1: obviously touched on before that kind of idea of, you know, you, you're never going to know everything. Um, you know, em- embrace other people's knowledge and, you know, learn from them and, and, you know, really sort of respect other people's sort of knowledge and, and skill sets. Um, another couple of tips um, the things that I guess that that maybe we, we see uh, missing sometimes is. Um, just information gathering, I think if you're going into it, certainly into an ICT level three kind of, not selfish, <laughs> no selfish. Um, if you're going into an ICT level three kind of role you in a service desk or a first line support function like uh, like I referred to earlier, um, information gathering, questioning users, speaking to people, getting reproduction steps and, and just writing stuff down, so making sure that you've got a ticketing system for a reason, update that ticketing system, put every bit of communication in there, make sure it's all recorded. Um, if you don't do that, you're going to annoy people very quickly. You'll annoy the people further up that you're going to escalate the ticket to because they're going to have no idea what's been done so far, and you're going to annoy the end user. We've all <laughs> been there. You know, you go through a tech support department and you get asked the same question five times, and you know, what, I've already been asked this
0: yesterday. Is it not
1: written <laughs> down? No, they didn't put the notes on the ticket.
0: You know, it's so, so almost that right, right? I mean, the, the thing with being a, a techie is. We always get asked by everyone, I see work in IT, excellent. My phone in a brand that you've never heard of before yeah. happens to do this, you can fix it. So so, uh, so it, it's, I, sp- I suppose, writing those instructions down, taking that, I need you to know how to do this, break it down into the steps, put those steps down and give it to someone and just practice that maybe because if they're going to come in and work on a ticketing system where, uh, especially in a large employer where there's a large IT team and somebody might not see that ticket from start to finish but somebody else might need to pick it up and actually understand what's going on those instructions and that that reporting of what they've done needs to be short brief concise but also correct um so i I'm going to bring it to a close. It's our first podcast. It's, I, I came into your office this morning and said, you are going to do it. You're the head of IT and you recruit apprentices. So thank you very much. I think we now have our strap line. It's not a sales pitch. It's not a sales pitch. It's not a sales pitch. <laughs> um, and it isn't. It's designed to be something which is informal and allows people to kind of have a think about um, what they want to do with their careers or employers are aware of, of what's out there. But it, it, it's going to develop. We're going to speak to some of the people here at STO that support our apprenticeship. So we are going to talk about functional skills and the importance and the positive impact of having good English and maths. I don't know if I even said that right. Um, but also some of the people that work with our apprentices and build that relationship to support them for achieving. So there's going to be loads. Um, there's lots of people in my list. They're all starting to run scared now. When I'm, when I'm walking <laughs> around with my laptop and a microphone, and they're all legging it. Really appreciate it. Thank you very much, Ben.
1: No worries. Cheers, Russ.
0: The STO podcast is certainly not intended as a sales pitch, but if you would like to know more about who we are and what we do, please visit www.sto.co.uk.